Hello, shockers, and welcome to the Sunflower News Podcast. I'm Audrey Cordy. I'm a graduate teaching assistant at the Elliott School, and I'm a reporter for the Sunflower. Hi, I'm Austin Shaw. I'm a sophomore at Wichita State. I'm a photographer for the Sunflower, and I'm studying studio art. The Sunflower News Podcast provides coverage of recent news and events on and around campus. The weekly episodes will also bring you original content and coverage through interviews and analysis of important issues at Wichita State University. Here's your weekly news wrap-up. A student who was in critical condition after a hit-and-run accident on Wednesday is now stable. The student was crossing the road at 17th and Fairmount when they were hit by a car which then drove off, reports Kylie Cameron. On Friday, the Wichita Police Department's Charlie Davidson confirmed that the driver had been located. Davidson said that the investigation is ongoing and will be presented to the Sedgwick County District Attorney's Office. A Wichita State Strategic Communication employee died Wednesday night, according to a university release. A Facebook post from the Hugo Wall School of Public Affairs identifies the employee as Andy Hurt, a marketing copywriter for the university. Hurt graduated from WSU with a bachelor's degree in communication in 2003 and completed his master's in public administration from the Hugo Wall School last May. Hurt is survived by his wife and two daughters. YMCA officials shared updates on its new campus facility at Wednesday's SGA meeting. The Steve Clark YMCA and Student Wellness Center should open in January, reports Daniel Cottle. It will be home to WSU's student health and counseling and prevention services. After the $17.5 million project was announced in 2017, students were given access to the nine other Y facilities in Wichita. Students will continue to have access to them after the campus facility opens. Y members and the greater public will have access to the Heskett Center. John Lee, director of campus recreation, said he believes the decision to open the Heskett to non-students was driven by people who want access to Heskett's pool. The third annual campus safety walk took place at Wichita State Tuesday night. Students and university police surveyed the main campus, focusing on crosswalks and underlit areas, reports Emily Dullery. Four groups, each including an officer and a member of student government, split up to cover the entire campus. Half of the groups covered campus on foot, while the other half surveyed parking lots and the outskirts of campus from a golf cart and ATV. Students noted a number of areas that are underlit. Last year's walk spurred SGA to pass five resolutions tied to safety concerns brought up by students. Kansas Regent John Rolfe is calling for former mayoral candidate Lyndon Wells to launch a write-in campaign for the November 5th general election. Candidates on the ballot are Mayor Jeff Longwell and challenger State Representative Brandon Whipple. Daniel Cottle reports that Rolfe is president and CEO of the Thrive Restaurant Group. He said he was compelled to launch the write-in effort after a Wichita Eagle investigation reported that Longwell steered the city's contract for a new water treatment plant toward Friends. On Tuesday, Rolfe and former mayors Bob Knight and Carl Brewer recorded a TV advertisement urging Wells to re-enter the race. 
Wells has not yet decided whether he will join the write-in effort. Stay tuned for our weekly interview. This week, we're discussing voting. Is it a right or a responsibility? Today, we are here with Melissa Schneiders, the Deputy Election Commissioner for Sedgwick County, and Dr. Neil Allen, the Department Chair for Political Science at Wichita State. We'd like to discuss voter registration, why you should vote, and why people typically don't vote. Why don't you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Neil Allen. I'm chair of the political science department here at Wichita State University and a fairly frequent voter, although I did miss uh, one in 1998. And um, I'm just happy to be here. Hi, I'm Melissa Schneiders. I'm the deputy election commissioner for Sedgwick County. And I've been a voter, a rabid voter, the last 10 years prior to that, being a stay-at-home mom. Voting didn't matter to me. So I completely understand why we're here and why this discussion is important. So typically, I think young people have a reputation for not being civically engaged enough. And so I'm wondering what kinds of things people tell you about why they don't vote. We get two different responses. Either they don't know how the process works, and because of their uh, misinformation or just uneducation, they just don't even try. And the other reason would be that they're at college, they're away from home, and they don't know if they can vote where they live now or should they vote where they used to live, and there's confusion there. Where do I vote? Where do I register? Do you think people overcomplicate the process? Yes. Everyone has technology at their fingertips. Well, almost everyone. Your cell phone would, is a great resource to research voting, where to register, how the process works. And also, I'd like to add that um, uh, it's the League of Women Voters Wichita Metro chapter. They're a great resource. They're a nonpartisan group. They're, they don't support either political party. And also, having worked with the League of Women Voters a lot in recent years, their membership tends to be a bit older. And so I think their orientation is both to uh, technology-based ways of figuring out how to vote, but also they're comfortable talking to people verbally. They have tables at lots of events. You can call and leave a message. And then their mission is really just getting people to the ballot box, and they go back all the way to the time when women were brought into the electorate here in, well, it's been about 100 years nationally, although Kansas, we went earlier. So I'm going to throw a scenario at you. Let's say you are sitting around Thanksgiving dinner table with your friends and family, and somebody says, I've never voted. I don't think there's any reason to vote because my vote doesn't matter. What would you say to them? I would say the vote definitely matters. I think most young people view elections as just the presidential election, and they don't think about the local elections that do make a difference. And the smaller local elections have less turnout. Therefore, every vote is incredibly important. So getting involved and getting involved early gets them in the process, gets them in the flow of it, and then that way they won't miss elections. In any given year, we have elections. It's not just once every four years. What about you, Dr. Allen? Well, I think for those um, who uh, live in Kansas, or particularly in Wichita, I'd like to echo the point of uh, the deputy commissioner that we do have votes that matter every single November. And there, are, and there are elections that prepare us for those elections prior to those. Usually we call them primaries, although for the mayor election, I think we would call them something like first round and second round. Because here, our cycle goes in the even number of years, we have elections for state government, things like state legislature um, and uh, governor, things like that, and also federal offices, so president, member of Congress, senator. 
But on the odd years, like this one, which is 2019, I mean odd like three, five, seven, nine, not necessarily this is an odd, strange year, although it is in many ways. So you, then we have local offices in the odd years. So this year we have the mayor of Wichita is up, and there's a very contested uh, two-way race coming up uh, in November. We also have school board elections that are on a uh, staggered cycle, so basically half the board is elected in 2019 and half in 2021. And we have in the Wichita, in Wichita City Council elections, which are also staggered. And the city council is more important than you might think, especially in Wichita these days. There's lots of news about the mayor and the mayor's race. But we have a weak mayor system here, which means that the staff is really important and the council is also important. Decisions are made by a council vote, which mayor is just one out of seven. So all of these these folks matter. And also on the question of like getting information, figuring out what, who you want to vote for, it can be harder on these local races because around here they're mostly nonpartisan races, meaning that they're not Democrats or Republicans. They're just running as Bill Jones or Mary Smith. But if you just email them or call them, they'll be at your door, probably since this is Wichita, in about 20 minutes because they're <laughs> desperate to talk to people who they might represent. So what was the first race in your life that you got really invested in? The first term for President Obama was the one that I got the most excited about. Like I said, before that I was a stay-at-home mom and voting seemed to be something other people did. Um, at the time, my husband would tell me how to vote. He would say, here's who you need to go vote for. This is who matters to me. And I was like, okay, we'll just do whatever you say. But it wasn't until uh, we had a more diverse set of people running for office that really got my attention and and the different sides that came out for and against that candidate really got me empowered and that's when I got involved and it started at the presidential level but now every race matters to me and I research everything and everyone um, I'm not a person that votes by party uh, in fact my grandparents would have voted if that's their party you vote straight down I don't do that, and I think a lot of younger voters also don't do that. We do find the younger voters are more of the um, undecided, independent. They don't really identify with one party or another, and they are really well-informed, the ones who do take the time to find someone whose uh, platform matters to them, You know what matters to me, and they find a candidate that aligns with their value system, and it might be different parties. This depends on, on what they're looking for. Absolutely. And Dr. Allen, what was the first race that you remember getting really invested in? Uh, actually, it, it's uh, Jesse Jackson's race for the Democratic nomination in 1984. And I'm only 43 years old, so I've done the math. That meant I was seven. So I'm, I was a little strange then, and I'm a little strange now. Um, but I've always had a strong interest in civil rights, and so Jackson had been um, one of the lieutenants of Martin Luther King Jr. at the time he died, and so Jackson was running that kind of campaign. Uh, and so I've always been interested in that because that's what I do. Um, I do feel bad that in 1998 I was moving to uh, a new city uh, in Austin, Texas for graduate school, and I didn't actually vote. Although at that point I didn't have a computer. Uh, I, uh, I didn't, uh, and I was just trying to figure out how to be a, uh, an adult. Um, but, and that's actually, maybe I should talk about that. One of the problems of people voting in America is that we move a lot, 
and you know sometimes across the country like I did for uh, graduate school sometimes just within the city and then it gets harder because you have to vote by your address because we have districts for things like for example right now like I was at a friend's house the other day who was kind of he was kind of thinking about running for office in the future and we had to get out like four maps just to figure out what district he lived in and it turned out and he lives about a quarter mile, no less than that, an eighth of a mile from my house, and of like uh, city council, school board, and county commission, like we're in like, th we have like three different combinations just because of where we're on one side of one street. And so it's really complicated. And if you move, then there's a whole new set of candidates. You might like, for, and for example, like uh, my, my friend lives on one side of Edgemore. In here's a street here in Wichita. He's in a totally non-competitive city council district. I live on the other side, and there's a three-way competitive race th this fall for my district. And so it's just hard to figure all this out. In America, we have so complicated with election systems, and it's going to be it's nearly impossible to work our way back out of that. So we just got to go with it. So let's talk logistics. If I have never voted before, but I am a U.S. citizen. What would I want to do before the 15th in order to get registered? You need to contact your local election office and get registered to vote. That's step number one. You can do that online. A lot of kids like to do Rock the Vote. We get quite a few submissions that way. Here in Kansas, we have ksvotes.org, which is another popular one. Uh, the Secretary of State's office has one. Um, if you're not an online person, you can call the election office and have us mail a card to you. And also, my understanding is you can also go in in person. Absolutely. And that and, the, and the, your office, correct, is in the old courthouse? That is correct, first floor. And that would be at, I drive past it every morning, drop my daughter off from school. Let's see, it is Central and Broadway? Right, but you would go on Market. Market's the oh. street to the north. That's right. the parking side. Right, and so, um, and actually sometimes people might be think, oh, well, it's hard to park downtown but this is Wichita it's not not and, at all and uh, Wichita you can you can do lots of stuff and you can park always nearby but also um, you know if you're unsure uh, about the process also if you ever run into a candidate they will help you because the fact that you're interested in voting means that they are interested in you because especially in local races when turnout is so what's your guess on what turnout of registered voters is going to be in the mayor election this year? The prediction was 20% turnout, but now that it's become a little more popular in conversation, we may see a larger turnout. Right, but if it would get above a third, that would be extraordinary for an election like That'd this. That would be fantastic, but would and, be extraordinary. <laughs> and so that means that your vote really does matter a lot. And um, it's not around here, but my favorite current story about why the vote matters is in Virginia they have uh, their, they call it uh, their House of Delegates, but it's their lower house, like the state uh, House of Representatives here. Right now, they have a one-vote majority for the Republicans, which the Republicans gained by winning a House seat by a one-vote majority. Actually, check that. It wasn't one vote. They were tied, and they had to draw straws. And so, and that changed the, that, that, that decided who got a majority, which also in Virginia, they have s serious either race or sexual assault scandals for all three of their statewide elected officials. And all of them have, have people have been calling on them to resign recently. 
But the trouble is that all three of those are Democrats, but the Republicans have the state house, which means their leader would then fill the, the position if they all go away, all the Democrats do. So that one vote determined everything in Virginia politics really the last two years. And also to add one more thing, um, as I understand here in, in Sedgwick County, we have very, very good elections administration from my understanding, but in Virginia they don't always. And that race I was talking about that was decided by drawing straw, uh, they have a, a few dozen um, voters that got the wrong ballots, voted in the election that weren't allowed. And because of the way our system works, a secret ballot, you can't figure out who they voted for. And so, and you never know exactly when you're going to be in that election. You know, like, you can guess, right, um, when we vote for Congress next year in the 4th District here in Kansas, the odds of it being a one-vote election is almost zero. Uh, but, however, when you're talking local elections, you never know. I have one more question for the two of you. Is voting my right or is it my responsibility? I'll go first. I would say it's your right. And I might differ from a lot of people in my line of work um, who are both study politics and also um, I'm very active in trying to get students um, involved in politics. And also a little plug, if you're interested in politics or a career in public affairs and government, interest groups, uh, campaigns, legislative offices, running for office, you should come see me because we have a great uh, intern program sending students to Washington, D.C. and Topeka every spring. We've got our mm -hmm. biggest class coming out this year. And so any student is eligible, come see me for that. But I think voting's your right, and, if you, and you should vote to, to, to support your values. But... Um, we shouldn't be too negative on people who don't vote, especially if because the system is difficult and we have lots of barriers. And also, I think the, the most ridiculous thing that is said about voting is if you, can't, if you don't vote, you shouldn't complain. Now, you shouldn't complain that somebody won by one vote when you stayed home, but also that you know, people who are elected need to represent the people that voted for them, the people that voted against them, and the people that didn't vote for them because that's the job. On the other hand, though, if you, if you don't vote, then you're not able to affect the process. And I, I think as a personal ethical um, uh, principle that I have a responsibility to vote and participate because then I can help the people that I care about that don't have as much advantages as I do. What would you say, Melissa? I would definitely agree that it is a right to vote and not so much that you have to vote. Um, I'm in particular excited because we are coming up on the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment being ratified, which gave women the right to vote. And it took decades of women fighting to get our right to vote. And I personally don't want to waste my time by not voting like I did for about 15 years. Um, I do think that uh, young people, if you have questions about voting, you can always call the election office. It is a pretty easy process to fill out the form and to get get registered. You do need to be 18 or 17. We do allow 17-year-olds to register here. Then on your 18th birthday, you become active and you'll get your registration card in the mail. Um, beyond that, you provide your home address and sign the card. We don't even request an ID when you register to vote. Um, you cannot have a current felony conviction. That's the only thing that would cause you to not be able to vote. And of course, non-citizens are not eligible to register to vote. And one more note here. 
since uh, there will probably be some number of college students listening, and also here at Wichita State University, we have more and more students from out of state coming to vote. An important principle in our election law, which is both a constitutional principle and a principle that is in regular statutory law, is that if you're in college and you're resident at the college you're living in, or the place you're living, then you, that means that's where you're living and you can vote there. Now, you can't vote in both places. So you can't be from Oklahoma City and next year vote in the congressional race here and the congressional race there. You're not allowed to do that. And also, in recent years in Kansas, you could get prosecuted for that, and you probably have to pay $5,500 in settlement, which is what usually happened. It's not clear. At least actually, it is clear that the current um, Secretary of State isn't prosecuting those kind of things in the same way. But so you can't vote twice, but you can basically choose where it is that you think that your residence is the strongest. And the way I tell students is figure out your values and figure out where you think um, you can make more of an impact. So like on, the, on somebody that comes from Oklahoma City, we have a lot of those folks these days. Uh, if you're interested in, for example, congressional race, Oklahoma City is a place where that is, um, where there's a very competitive one here in Wichita, not. Because frankly, it's, I think it's fair to citizens to say, look, if you're resident in two places, then you can, you can choose. We should trust you to figure out where it is that you, that you actually are, are living. And you can vote absentee from where you're living usually. And, um, and so that's something important thing to think about. Although it's very important to basically do the basic research to figure out where the, when the deadlines are to register. Uh, like I used to live in Minnesota, mm -hmm. we could re register on election, on election Day at the polls. Here in Kansas, we can't do that. We have a hard deadline of October 15th, correct? That's correct, 21 days prior to any election. But the idea that um, you, know, you can't vote just because you're living here in the beautiful city of Wichita and going to school is ridiculous. Um, and so that's something to think about, and especially considering our calendar to think about by Monday. I just wanted to point out as somebody that moved to Wichita two and a half years ago that you can use your student ID when you vote. You do not need to use your Kansas license, which I did not have for quite a while after I moved out here because I don't like the DMV. So uh, you can do that, shockers, and I hope that you will consider registering to vote before the deadline, which is October 15th. Thank you so much for being here, the two of you. I hope that we have great voter turnout this year. Thank you. Thank you.